0: Welcome to Leading the Next Generation with Tim Elmore. I am your co-host, Andrew McPeak, and our mission here at Growing Leaders is to empower the emerging generation with skills to lead in real life. And Tim, today we're talking about middle schoolers, those fun kids, man. Yes, yes. I love middle schoolers. There's probably a few listeners out there who spend... Almost every day with middle schoolers, whether that's a parent with their kids or uh, a teacher out there. But we're, one of the things, one of the reasons we're talking about this is because it's kind of a challenge to be a middle schooler sometimes. I, I have noticed when I talk to educators, you either don't like
1: middle schoolers or you feel called to middle schoolers. Yes, you know? and it is a calling. Yeah, isn't and you it? go, Oh, may your tribe increase because I could not take that 12 year old or 13 year old very long. Uh, but it's because their bodies are changing, their brains are changing, and that's just a time of tumultuous emotions. And um, yeah, it's so, so the people that love them, I
0: love those people. And uh, this is designed to really be helpful to them. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, it, one of the things that reminds me of is years ago, um, I was invited to come to a, a really nice private school. Um, and what the challenge they were giving me is we're going to send you over to talk to the high school students. And then we want you to come over and speak to the middle school students. And for them, middle school was fifth through eighth wow. grade. That's quite a spread. Yeah, it's a very young, you know, young group and you know, if you spend any time with them, fifth graders and eighth graders are extremely different from one another. Well, when I arrive, you know, I've worked really hard to figure out exactly how I'm going to say it so the fifth grader and the eighth grader can both understand and probably not 5 minutes before the kids come in. I have the leader of this come and say, "Hey, we actually just decided last minute that we'd love for our upper elementary to join you." And I said, "What does that mean?" <laughs> And they said, well, that would be our third and our fourth graders to come along. That was their upper elementary. And so all of a sudden, I thought I already had a challenge in front of me, but actually... Uh, what I discovered instead was I had a huge challenge in front of me, which was not, not not how to get the fifth grader and the eighth grader to understand one another, but how to get the third grader yes. and the eighth yeah. grader to understand yeah. one another. Yeah. And anybody who's ever done that knows that it is extremely difficult to talk to uh, two different groups of people from two totally different walks of life at the exact same time. And yet I found that that's often what we try and do, right, with uh, curriculum that gets put mm-hmm. out there or books that are thrown out there. They think, well, we'll just make one thing, and the middle school kids will get it just like the high school yeah. kids. Um, but as we spend more and more time with middle school students and talking to middle school teachers, what we discover is that the the middle schooler today is facing a very unique challenge. And the challenge is that growing up in the 21st century has caused those kids to grow up in some significant ways, yeah. but still remaining immature in yeah, some other yeah. ways, right? Because developmentally they're still, and seventh grade. That part hasn't changed, right? The difference is the 21st century world uh, that they're a part of. So I don't have to tell the middle school teachers out there uh, that there's a unique challenge in, in leading these kids. But often what happens is that the curriculum that they have to, to teach them is either mm-hmm. too advanced yeah. or too immature. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, we hear
1: this all the time. Yeah, Middle school teachers say, I wish there was something for us and the, our age group, that um, it's just hard to come by because middle school is this window of time that maybe isn't as lucrative for a for profit company to come up with curriculum or whatever. So we have just decided we've got to do something for this target audience.
0: Absolutely, yeah. In fact, um, we kind of got really passionate about this problem over this past year. In fact, we spent a huge part of the pandemic year, 2020, investigating this problem, and we did all of these focus groups. My colleague, Grace, did some amazing focus groups and conversations with uh, middle school teachers and leaders of all kinds, and we found some really fascinating things, which is teachers telling us things like some of the materials and the ideas that we're being given, whether, frankly, whether it's Habitudes or any other program, they're just over the heads of yeah, our students, yeah. they feel like they were made for somebody else, yeah. uh, or the idea is just too challenging for our students, or even for some programs, the idea is too, or the the presentation of the idea is too immature for them. Yeah. So it was really because of all of these things that. Uh, like I said, about a year ago, we started becoming really passionate about this yep. problem, yep. Uh, about solving this uh, for our partners and trying to meet the challenge of, of this balance of a, a 21st century middle school student uh, who is advanced in some ways, but still very much in middle school in a lot of ways. Um, And so that was why we decided to actually release uh, a brand new program. It was clear in conversations with uh, a lot of our uh, partners that this was the right next step. And so uh, the goal was to create something that met their needs, but still developed those important social and emotional skills. And really that's what we're talking about today uh, because this program just got launched, just released. And I'm so excited because it's really been over a year's worth of work. Uh, What we're doing is, we're calling this Habitudes for Social Emotional Learning Middle School Edition. Uh, so, we've had a Habitudes for Social Emotional Learning program, but it's really was designed with the high schooler in mind. Yeah, and yeah. increasingly, I think middle school uh, leaders understood that. And so, what we're doing now is we've got a high school program. We want to do a middle school edition uh, of this. And what we're doing is we're going to take the great methodology uh, that's already in Habitutes, right? We use images, we use relatable stories, we use metaphors, um, all of those things uh, that really help us connect with students where they are. But we're also going to, at the same time, simplify the tools and the ideas uh, to better meet the needs of that middle schooler. Um, So I wanted to share just a couple of things. Um, uh, that we're changing. And then, uh, Tim, I thought it might be cool if uh, I let you kind of show us one of these uh, habitudes for just a second. I thought it might be fun. Um, But here's what we did. We have completely redesigned uh, student worksheets, we've completely redesigned all the facilitator materials, and what we're doing is we're trying to bring the same competencies that a student might experience in high school, but we're trying to bring them to that middle school level. So they're learning the SEL curriculum, but they're learning it at that really key middle school level. Uh, we've also redesigned the Habitudes videos associated with these, they're really exciting. Uh, they're gonna be shorter, they're honestly d- just really fun, uh, fast paced, and we also use. A lot of motion graphics, yes, uh, yeah. rather than somebody just you know standing up in front of the camera and speaking. And so I think the middle school audience, the kids we've shown it to at least, really love it. So I think yeah. uh, I think the middle school student is going to really resonate with it. But the other thing we did is, along with the redesign of habitudes that may seem very familiar, we've kind of grabbed some really classic ones from our habitudes library. We've also designed brand new habitudes. Never mm-hmm. been anywhere before. Nobody's ever gotten to teach them before. They're teaching the same SEL competencies that you might see in other programs, but they're utilizing metaphors that a middle school student would understand. It's kind of right at their level. And we, we put a lot of time into designing these, so it was a lot of fun to get to do it. Um, and I thought that actually, Tim, might be something that you could share with us, because I think it could be cool if people got to hear what this is all about. So uh, we work together on uh, one of the new Habitudes that's going to be coming out uh, this this year with the first year of this uh, Habitudes for social emotional learning middle school edition program um, and i thought maybe you might want to lead us through it absolutely so one of the
1: competencies or sub competencies is is empathy absolutely what teacher does not want to grow her or his students greater in in, in deeper levels of empathy so we could either you know like we knew do a lecture on empathy yeah here's the definition here's why you should care Webster. right <laughs> yeah. yeah that's right but um our metaphor or our image for it is simply called porcupines and koalas. I love it. So porcupines and koalas are two animals of the animal kingdom, but, you know, they're very, very different. Um, both porcupines and koalas have a reputation, all right? Now, you know about a porcupine, don't you? Um, you've seen them, in fact, at least in photographs. If you felt them, you'd know it, Yes, all right? absolutely. So porcupines are big, really big rodents with coats of sharp, pointy spines or quills, that protect them against predators, okay? So if you get close, they'll often stick out those things, and you won't get any closer, for yeah. sure. Or you'll get hurt. Um, those quills stand straight up like needles as a defense if they feel they're in danger. And if they see or her sniff out any predator or anybody that they think they shouldn't get any closer, they'll, they'll, they'll point at them. Uh, if they're agitated or annoyed, you know it. Does this sound familiar? Yeah. Okay? Uh, these are the kind of people in our world, and they're everywhere really, because they've been hurt often, but they seem to push others away. They seem to get annoyed or angry quickly. They seem to feel threatened easily and react unkindly. Uh, Porcupines do this instinctively. To avoid getting hurt, they hurt others. They defend themselves if they feel unsafe by extending those quills, which poke and harm and, 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 and any potential predator. Now, here's the point. There are porcupine people around everywhere. You know what? It? It's, it's just true. The reputation, however, of koalas is just the opposite. They're warm and inviting. In fact, picture koala bear. We have a great photograph, by the way, for this image. But most of the pictures we see of them, koalas appear soft and gentle. And oftentimes, they're seen hugging people uh, w- when they're being held or, or hugging branches on the tree. The bottom line is they often hold on to those who get close. You get too close to a porcupine, you're about to get hurt. Get too close to a koala, you're about to get hugged. Yes. And that's really the short statement. It's true. Don't you know people like both of these animals? In fact, you see koalas in, in, in Australia. It's so much fun to see film of them. In fact, the little guy's being you know, taken to his caretaker, and he's hugging him and so forth. Um, don't you know people that act like a koala in this sense? They're warm and welcoming to others. They enjoy being close to people. They display care and compassion to others. The point is this. We have found this is a brilliant way to teach empathy because every kid in any classroom is going to know porcupine people and koala people. Yeah. In fact, the temptation will be don't list their names, you know, <laughs> yes, but exactly. just, just think about it. And then we we ask them to self-evaluate. Which do you tend to be more like? Well, if they're honest, they might go, I guess I'm a porcupine person. I don't want people to get close. I'm angry a lot, whatever, whatever. So we have a great illustration. I want to close with this real quick. It's a true story from from, uh, a middle school in Michigan, actually. The football team at Olivet Middle School chose to be a team of koalas. Now, remember, this is a football team that you might think were porcupine, right? I mean, football, that's a porcupine sport, isn't it? You'd think so. Yeah. So they saw how one of their teammates, Keith, was a kid with special needs, and he struggled socially. He was kind of a little awkward. He wanted to hug everybody a little bit like a koala himself. Yeah. But you know, it was just awkward, and, and and so they didn't quite know how to relate to them. But by the end of the season, one of the players said, you know what? We're about to finish our season, and Keith has not gotten to play much at all. Yeah. He's and on the team but can't, can't play. That's right. But yeah. you know, he he always wears his uniform and it was clean by the end of the game. Yeah. And and then of course, of course Keith has never scored a touchdown. Well, these players, these are student athletes, not coaches, said we need to get Keith in this game. We need to help him score. Well, they did just that. Um, they, they talked the coach. And by the way, it was all the students' idea. On, on a Friday before the game that night or whenever it was, yeah. they said, coaches, we think Keith needs to get in the game. And we want to call a play. Would you let us? And the, the coaches said, ah, yeah, it's our last game. Let's do it. So um, they did it. So what they did was they put Keith in the backfield. He's a running back, okay, yeah. even though he probably has never carried the ball ever before in yeah. the game. And they surround him. And so they give him the ball. I kind of push him forward. Oh, I should say, the play right before they get to the two-yard line. Yes. So it's, it's going to be an easy nudge over the goal line, yeah. probably. Yeah. So they set him up to score. I love that phrase. They set him up to score. And then they just help him over the goal line. And when news broadcasters interviewed Keith afterwards, they said, how did it feel to score a touchdown? He just had one word, Awesome. And of course, you know, he became the kid in school. The football team fully embraced him. He sat with the football team at lunch, this special needs kid. He became popular. And his mom and dad said, I know he's going to be looked after until he graduates because there were a bunch of koalas around this kid. So all I'm saying is, folks, we, we share student stories about this great metaphor, and we're thinking it might start great conversations that give you language to talk about weeks later when you say, was that a porcupine move or was that a qualm
0: move that you just made? Absolutely. Well, I'm really excited about the release of Habitudes for Social Emotional Learning Middle School Edition, and I'm really excited about this brand new image. In fact, this image is actually available to check out right now. Uh, so you can actually uh, get sign up and get a free sample of this. You can watch the video. You can look at the teaching materials. You can look at everything because we really wanted you to see what this program is going to look like. The rest of the images will be complete by July, so in plenty of time for you to launch this in this next school year, Um, but we would love for you to get your hands on and actually watch the video and check out everything associated with porcupines and koalas. It's a really great image that we know you're going to have a really robust conversation with your middle school students about empathy and why it's so important. And then you'll have language afterwards to talk about, hey, are you being a porcupine or are you being a koala right now? It's just going to be a really great tool, and I can't wait for people to start checking it out, get their hands on it, and even start leading some of these conversations with students as soon as possible. So, if you want to check out Habitudes uh, for Social and Emotional Learning Middle School Edition, head on over to GrowingLeaders.com/sel. You'll be able to see the middle school edition, and you'll be able to check out the high school edition if you want to there as well. Uh, that that is uh, actually just released earlier this week, uh, so you'll be able to check out that free sample, find out more about getting the whole program to use inside of your school. Really excited about this launch. Well, Tim, thank you so much for leading us in that habitude. Uh, If you guys uh, would like to uh, rate us uh, online, give us five stars on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. We'd love for you to get the word out uh, by doing that about this uh, podcast and what we're doing at Growing Leaders. Uh, If you found this helpful, please pass it along Share it with a friend, pass it to a middle school teacher or leader that you know, uh, if you feel like they would enjoy this. Uh, If you would want to connect with us online, we're at Growing Growing Leaders and at Tim Elmore pretty much everywhere you are. And then finally, if you've got ideas for this podcast, stuff you want us to talk about, people you want us to interview, shoot us an email. It's podcast at growingleaders.com. Thanks again, Tim, for leading us through that. Thank you guys for listening. Go check out Habitudes for Social Emotional Learning, Middle School Edition, and we'll see you next time.